0: to another audio podcast by Christchurchchristiancentre.org. I'd like to uh, talk about something really, really encouraging this morning. Um, God's laid something on my heart that um, hopefully by the end of it will uh, encourage you, no end. I couldn't quite understand why, but uh, it was was this. Have you considered my servant Job? Uh, So we're going to go for encouragement from the book of Job this morning. I'm not going to read... The whole book, because it's getting a bit late. So I just want to read some of the first chapter, some of the second chapter, and then kind of just pray, see bits and pieces, and uh, see what God will say to us. But I want to put it in your mind straight away. I'm trying to encourage you this morning. um, So hopefully I can do that uh, justice as God wants. So Job chapter 1, verse 1. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was blameless and upright, and one who feared God and shunned evil. The, he, and seven sons and three daughters were born to him. Also his possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household. So that this man was the greatest of all the people in the east. And his sons would go and feast in the houses, each on his appointed day, and would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So it was, when the days of feasting had run their course, that Job would send and sanctify them, and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts, thus Job did regularly. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came along among them. (coughs) And the Lord said to Satan, "'From where do you come?' So Satan answered the Lord and said, "'From going to and fro on the earth "'and from walking back and forth on it.' Then the Lord said to Satan, "'Have you considered my servant Job, "'that there is none like him on the earth, "'a blameless and upright man, "'one who fears God and shuns evil?' So Satan answered the Lord and said, "'Does Job fear God for nothing? "'Have you not made a hedge around him, "'around his household?' And around all that he has on every side. You have blessed the works of his hands and possessions. His possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. After which time you read that... um, Someone from each one of the sons' houses came in, said, I'm the only one that survived. Raiders have come. Fire has come. Disaster has come. They're all destroyed. They're all dead. Your sons are dead. Your daughters are dead. Other, a, a herder came back from his livestock. All the livestock have been struck down. Everything's gone. Everything you have, Job, is gone. I'm the only one to tell you about it. That's the next bit of uh, chapter 1. And into chapter 2, we read from verse 1 again. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man? "'one who fears God and shuns evil. "'And he still holds fast to his integrity, "'although you incited me against him "'to destroy him without cause.' "'So Satan answered the Lord and said, "'Skin for skin, yes, all that a man has, "'he will give for his life. "'But stretch out your hand now "'and touch his bone and his flesh, "'and he will surely curse you to your face.' "'And the Lord said to Satan, "'Behold, he is in your hand, but spare his life.' "'So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord.' And struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. So we see there Job, the man who uh, is is doing pretty well in life. He's got plenty of stuff. He's got plenty of sheep, plenty of cows, plenty of staff, plenty of sons. And he's a a happy chappy. He's a follower of God, blameless and upright. Uh, He's righteous He's blessed with good things from God. He follows God and he does it to the best of his ability. Even God when he says to Satan, have you considered a blameless and upright man? God calls him blameless and upright. And yet we see that God then says, well Satan, you can do what you like to him with some caveats. You can do what you like to him. And Job uh, obviously his all his possessions are taken away, all his sons and daughters are killed. His wife isn't, as we see in a bit. Um, And then all of his health goes, covered with uh, boils and sores. And it says a little bit later on, he took a broken pot to scrape himself with. It was that bad. He wanted to get the sores and boils off. And the dogs licked his sores as he lay in the dust and the ashes. He'd come from seemingly being a blessed man to seemingly being a man far away from God, who God had turned his back on. So, to encourage you all, what can we learn from Job this morning? Well, Job can teach us many things. Interestingly, someone told me this morning that they spent 30 years in a church. And uh, No, you didn't spend 30 years in a church. You heard of a pastor who'd spent 30 years in a church just preaching Job. So obviously, Job can teach us many things. It'd be interesting to uh, read his notes, wouldn't it? See what, uh, what was being taught. But anyway, this morning... I want to encourage us when we seem to be far away from God. Because at the lowest ebb, when Job is covered in boils among the dogs in the ashes, you would think that he was quite far away from God, seemingly. And um, he may have felt quite far from God. And it can be easy to believe that when we're in the valley like that, we're far away from God. It can be easy to believe perhaps... As we see Job's friends try to persuade him that the way we conduct ourselves is solely responsible for how high up or down low we are in the grand scheme of things with God. So I want to encourage us this morning that uh, in some cases it's not the better we are the closer we become to God or if we get it wrong we fall further away from God. But that can be our natural reaction as human beings when we're small we want to please our mums and dads generally until we go to school and then we want to please our friends and we don't care about our mums and dads but we want to do what we want mum and dad to say oh well done we want mum and dad to say well you can have some ice cream there's pudding after because you've eaten all your dinner you've done it right and then you get something good it seems to be built into us as human beings and it's our natural reaction but sometimes it's not really how God works. Sometimes it is, and that's right and proper too. But this morning I just want to look at, sometimes it isn't. And for Job, it wasn't. But God said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? This was all God. God said, Job is upright and he's blameless. Have you considered him? Look how he worships me. God actually brought Job to Satan's attention. Satan had been wandering around, doing whatever... He does, and God brings Job to his attention. Have you seen this guy? He worships me. And Satan, in effect, says, well, of course he does. Duh. Look what you've given him. You protect him, you've given him all this stuff. Anyone's going to worship you if you do that. But take it away, and then we'll see. Take it away, and then we'll see. So, of course, God then says, okay. And then Satan, when he can't get his own way, he comes back. And again, God brings Job, even though he's brought Job low in possessions and family now, he again points out Job and says, look at my servant Job, he's still not turned away from me. You said he would, but he hasn't turned away from me. And again, Satan says, well, he's still got his health. He's still got his health, that's, that's fine, he can get about, he can do stuff, take that away too, and God does. God allowed that to happen for some reason. To Job. He took everything away from him. And I think Job would definitely not have felt close to God at that point in time. But I want us to realise this morning, it had nothing to do with Job's behaviour. It was all on God. Job could have done everything perfectly right and it seems that he was a man who did what God wanted. Or I believe he could have done everything completely wrong it didn't really have any bearing on God's actions. God just did it. He allowed it because God wanted to. God had a reason. And that can seem very trite sometimes because it can be wheeled out a lot in Christian life, can't it, when, when people are going through tough times. Oh, well, God's allowing it. There must be a reason. One day you'll see the tapestry from the other side. Now all you can see is the threads hanging down, which is a lovely saying But when you're going through the valley, I think if you'd have said that to Job, he may have thrown his broken pot at you. Because, hey, hello, I'm going through it. What are you talking about? That doesn't really help me. So sometimes for us, the trials of life are not due to our actions or lack of actions. And they're not a punishment for our sins. They're not punishment or reaction from God because we haven't dealt with everything in our lives that is sinful and actually we couldn't deal if we wanted to with everything in our lives that was sinful because when you get saved you're a complete mess and God says come to me and he puts his life into us and then day by day week by week and year by year he leads us through a journey doesn't he making us more like him but we're not expected to deal with everything at once there will be things that every one of you does that God will be asking you as you go on in your life to deal with with him as he leads you into them but just because you don't know about that yet and you haven't dealt with that yet isn't going to make him any closer or further away from you because you haven't got to that part to deal with yet and when you feel far away from God it's not because he is necessarily punishing you or removing himself uh, from you the unpalatable truth is that sometimes God leads us into the valley Sometimes he leads us to places where we would rather not be, doesn't he? Why? Because he's God. And because it's for our benefit. Everything God does is for the benefit of the people that love him. For the benefit of you. Your life is being enhanced. You are becoming closer to God. You are becoming more like God as you follow him, wherever that might be. A pastor has been preaching through the psalm. He leads me beside the still waters. But in the valley, his rod and staff comfort me. So God is in front and he's leading wherever he wants to lead. But whether you're up on the mountain or down in the valley, he's still your your loving heavenly father. And he's still just as close to you in the valley when you're sitting in the ashes as when you're up and knowing God's presence all around you you know, you, you couldn't get higher. You feel like you couldn't get higher. He's the same, and he's really not gone away from you, whichever situation you find yourselves in. Now, Job's friends come to help him, in uh, inverted commas. They come to try and help him. They try to just convince him about what God is doing. And in Job 1, chapter 20, And 22, it says, Job arose, tore his robe and shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. And he said, Naked I come from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin, nor charge God with wrong. This is after all his possessions have been taken. So, after all that had happened, Job immediately falls down and worships God. His reaction, again, is of an upright and blameless man. Even though all this has been taken, his faith says, God is God. He gave it to me so he can take it away. I didn't have anything when I came in, and I won't have anything when I go out. This is what Job said. And he didn't blame it on God. He didn't say what is all too easy to say in our lives. What are you doing? Why? What are you doing? Anybody had that experience? And just me then. Oh, I won! Woo. What are you doing? Why? What's going on? When you don't understand something, that is generally the way uh, we can think, it, or it's easy to think that way. And in Job chapter two verse nine, and says ten, it says, "Then his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die.' But he said to her." You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God, and shall we not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. So someone really close to him now is saying, Just, just get off. Just go away, Job. Just have, have done with it. Die and have done with it. And he, he, he even says to his own wife, in effect, Shut up, woman just shut up, this is right, we're following God, leave it there. So even in that, uh, Job was still prepared to stand up for God, still prepared in his faith to say, I know that God is God, I know that he does what he does, and that's okay, because he